Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911. Welcome. Family to the show, to Jesus 911, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. Paul will be on in any second now. Psalm 93, today at Holy Mass, the Lord is, is King. He is robed in majesty. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord is King in splendor robed. Robed is the Lord and girt about with strength. The Lord is King. He is robed in majesty. Alleluia, alleluia. <clears throat> We're going to be talking to you about an an. Uh, an enigmatic figure, the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele. The more I read about this guy, the more I like him. Paul, are you there with me, my friend? Are you 10-8? <clears throat> I see Paul, but I don't hear him yet. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> the president of El Salvador has turned a narco country He's turned this country that was replete with gangs and criminal activity. El Salvador is now the safest country in the Americas, in North and South America. Did you hear what I just said? El Salvador is the safest country in the Americas. Thanks to this president, Nayib Bukele, he, call, he calls himself the CEO of El Salvador. He's got slick back hair. He's a young guy. <clears throat> he uh, he's he's in social media, uh, and I'll tell you one thing: he's he's just turned that country around. Uh, that country that was uh, replete with narcotic activity, he's turned that place. In fact, El Salvador is so safe. I told my wife the other day, I said, "Hey, why don't we take a trip to El Salvador and just uh, you know spend spend a week out there." Uh, El Salvador, think about the name El Salvador, the Savior. It's named after the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me see if, uh, if our engineer could play a, a, a short clip. Okay, so I'll, I'll, get, I'll start talking about who this person is. And uh, we'll read the comments as well. There's a lot of people that are commenting on, on, his, uh, on social media on this El Salvadorian present. So what makes him so famous? I'll tell you what does is that he's cracked down on the gangs there like no other president has in the past. <clears throat> I want you to hear some of the things that he's done. This is from Fox News, written by Caitlin McFall. It says, El Salvador's gang crackdown stretches to one-year mark with no sign of slowing. It says, El, El Salvador sees more than 66,000 400 gang-related arrests over last year. <laughs> One thing I can tell you about <clears throat> the El Salvadorian president, Nayib Bukele, this president does not want to defund the police. This man has done more for the people of El Salvador, a historically Catholic country, than anyone else in the last 50 years. Finally, a very good and wise president for El Salvador. And I can tell you, the Salvadorian people, they are proud of their president, uh, Nayib Bukele. So, El Salvador 
on Tuesday surpassed the one-year mark since the gang-ridden nation began cracking down on organized crime under an emergency order anti-gang measure that was originally intended to last for just one month. So Monday marked the one-year anniversary since President Nayib Bukele ordered the crackdown following a particularly deadly day on March 27th, 2022, in which 62 people were killed by gang violence. I want you to hear this clip of the President Nayib Bukele and just marvel at this, uh, what this guy's doing in Salvador. Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip? Have you heard of Nayib Bukele, the young Bitcoin enthusiast with slick back hair, whom you might have seen on social media, is the 43rd president of El Salvador, or as he likes to say, the CEO of El Salvador. Born on July 24, 1981 in the capital San Salvador, Nayib Armando Bukele Ortez has a rich cultural and religious background. His paternal grandparents were Christian Palestinians who migrated from Jerusalem and Bethlehem with Ottoman passports. His maternal grandparents were Greek Orthodox and Catholic Christians. However, the Salvadoran president's father, Armando Bukele Katan, was an important businessman that converted to Islam and became an imam and a recognized figure in the country's Muslim community. He also established the first mosque in El Salvador in 1992. However, Bukele's ethnic background is not the only thing that sets him apart from his political rivals. His age and connection to technology, cryptocurrency, and social media make him highly unconventional. He even earned a spot in Time Magazine's list of 100 most influential people of 2021. His political career started in 2012 when he became the mayor of Nuevo Cuscatlan, while backed by the Farabundo Marti National Liberation Front. He then served three years as mayor of San Salvador. In June 2019, Bukele came to power backed by the conservative Great Alliance for National Unity Party and became the youngest president of El Salvador. Bukele came to office promising the beginning of a new history and pledging to fight gangs, squash corruption, and break from the country's entrenched political parties. His slogans like, there's enough money for all of us if no one steals, gained him support among the youth. Since coming to office in 2019, Bukele has made Bitcoin a legal tender, making El Salvador the first country in the world to take such a step. However, Bukele has drawn backlash for the dismissal of five judges from the Supreme Court and Chief Prosecutor Ron Malara during elections in May 2021. In addition to more recent criticism of his COVID-19 curfew restrictions implemented in June 2020 that were ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. While Bukele has not officially announced his 2024 presidential candidacy, his supporters and critics are continuing to watch where his policies take El Salvador. This guy's a hit with the people. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, is, Paul, are you there? Is, uh, is Paul 10-8? No, he's not here yet. Okay. Yeah, this man, <clears throat> this man Bukele has done more for El Salvador than anyone in the last 50 years. He's uh, the, the Salvadorian people are proud of their president. Uh, there's a, some of the people are saying that he's the best CEO that they've ever had. According to a poll that I read, 97% of Salvadorians outside and inside of the country support him. And actually, a lot of them are calling him the king, King Bukele. Long live the king, they're saying. He's a great president. And I'll tell you why is because... 
uh, he found evidence that there were corrupt judges. He's kept his word. He's been fighting corruption. And all, all of those years of suffering and the rest of the world has turned a blind, a blind eye to what's been happening in El Salvador. Now, finally, somebody comes and makes a difference. And, uh, and, and what happens? The left, the woke left in the U.S., they're calling him, what, a dictator. Well, I love his response, though. He told the U.S. that, quote, uh, he said, we are neither a U.S. territory nor a protectorate. We are our own independent nation, close quote. Yep, God bless uh, President Bukele and God bless El Salvador. This, uh, again, he's the best president and he lo- who looks to help the poor people. He's not just talk. He walks the walk and talks the talk. And uh, I-, I know there's a lot of people, I've talked to some Salvadorian friends of mine, they said, Jess, I would move to El Salvador because of him and his forward thinking uh, because he said he's made El Salvador per- Probably the safest place to live in the Americas. Without a doubt, he's probably one of the smartest presidents in the world. He, Without a doubt, he's the best president in the history of El Salvador. And the Salvadorian people are happy with this president. Because without a doubt, <clears throat> he's the best president they've ever had. Uh, I know some people, a lot of the woke left here in the U.S. call him a dictator. They call him an emperor. But I'll tell you what, the Salvadorians love him. And... Uh, All I can say is congratulations to all my Catholic brothers in El Salvador. You elected a real leader that actually cares about you, the people in your country. And, uh, you know, this uh, this president from El Salvador, he's getting rid of the corruption while the rest of the world, including this country, my country, we are embracing corruption. So I'll tell you one of the things that where he's. He he's uh, thrown down the gauntlet against gangs. Salvadorian lawmakers continued to renew emergency powers each month that were put there by President Nayib Bukele, enabling the government to continue to crack down on gangs and arrest more than 66,400 gang members over the last year. And these guys are a vicious gang. MS-13, it's called Mara Salvatrucha. <clears throat> these guys are vicious. And 18th Street. These are... These are Hispanic terrorists. They, what, what, what Islamic terrorists are in the Middle East, uh, MS-13 and 18th Street, that's what they are in the Americas. They're, they're, they're Hispanic, they're Latino terrorists. I'm looking at a picture here. The gang members are waiting to be taken into their cell. <clears throat> After 2,000 gang members were transferred into the new prison that they built, it's called the Terrorism Confinement Center in Tecoluca, El Salvador. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, this new president from El Salvador, he built a new prison just for these gang members. It's a high security prison, state of the art. <clears throat> and as I look at these pictures with these gang members, the dangerous gang members, it's a far cry from like, for example, California prisons with weights and punching bags and boxing rings and pull-up bars and dip bars and football fields with a track and pornography and UFC fights on the big screen. No, our prisons are a joke compared to the prison in El Salvador. You're listening to Jesus 911. We'll be right back talking about President Nayib Bukele. He's a great man. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 
The Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. Psalm 93. Yep, that's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. But there's a lot of El Salvadorians that are calling President Nayib Bukele. They're calling him a king. Uh, they're so happy. They're so impressed with what he's doing in their country. Paul, I'm talking about probably the greatest president in the Americas, North and South America. This man has turned uh, this country, El Salvador, around. And the fact is, it's not a coincidence. The name El Salvador means the Savior. It's after the Nazarene, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it's interesting that <clears throat> all of a sudden <clears throat> um, we have a president here who's saving this country. Uh, that's obviously was saved by the Lord Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. But now we have a human element that's saving th- this country from the diabolical MS-13 and 18th Street. That you and me, Paul, we've dealt with them all our life. Can't hear Paul. Can't hear Paul. I can't hear him. <clears throat> so, how has El Salvador, you let me know when you're on, Paul. How has El Salvador transitioned from being the murder capital of the world? More than 4,300 of those arrested have since been released, and some human rights groups have flagged that the intense crackdown has led to 11 deaths of those, in, 111 deaths of those incarcerated along with 5,800 suspected cases of, 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 of right, civil rights violations, despite the fact that some rights have been suspended for the sake of purge, gang-related violence has dropped in El Salvador. <clears throat> Paul, can, can you hear, hear me? Can you hear yeah, me, Jess? Hear yep, I can hear you. All right. <laughs> Paul, you read this article. Give me your, your comments on, on President Nayib Bukele. <laughs> yeah, Jess, uh, gut reaction. For, 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 I really like the guy. Uh, you know, the thing is, is um, he's drawn a lot of criticism. Uh, I'm sure you probably brought that out already. Yep. But uh, I, I think it was uh, Joe Biden and others, uh, Latin American countries that have uh, basically uh, criticized him of, oh, you know, he's, he's they're, they're human rights violations. Jess, the human rights violations are what the gangs have done to the people of El Salvador. What the, yeah. what the cartels have done to Mexico. Mm-hmm. It amazes me right now that the theme today from the left, and, and, and the left is, is a worldwide phenomenon, but the theme always criticizes when somebody uh, has enough gumption to do the right thing. Uh, the left uh, tends to defend the rights of the lawbreakers. I mean, we see it now, like when the riots that are going on right now, the little mini riots around the country. And basically when that occurs, what does the left say? Oh, well, they have a, a, a right to express themselves and, and, and to do those things. Uh, you know, criminals should not hide behind rights, uh, Jess. Uh, rights are something that are given to us by God. And, um, so when you when you're using your freedom, so to speak, to to uh, in you know indulge in criminal behavior, as, as the gangs do, and 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 we're talking about criminal behavior on a, on a scale that most of us in the United States have never even imagined. When you finally get a hero that steps up and and grabs the bull by the horns and does what he's done, he's a magnet for criticism. I. I, I that one baffles me, Jess. 
Yeah. <clears throat> President Bukele is making big, change in, big changes in El Salvador for the better. <clears throat> the, the corrupt politicians are running out of the country and yeah. uh, the gangs are, are being routed. And he built a, a, a very modern prison to be able to secure these thousands of gang members that have been scurrying around like cockroaches in El Salvador for Tens years. of thousands. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, Paul, when you look at these gang members, without a doubt, these people, they may be baptized Catholics, I would, you know, most of them, but they're, they're, they're sons of Satan. When you look at the tattoos that they have on their bodies, they, they, they let you know what team they're on. They know, they let you know what side they're on. They are, yeah. they are in no shape, way, shape or form, even remotely serving the Lord Jesus Christ. These are, uh, I mean, you know, the, these are, uh, uh, like the Bible says in First John chapter three verse ten, sons of darkness, sons of you know, the devil. You know, Jess, you're an expert in spiritual warfare, so you already know that just because they're baptized Catholics, don't mean they don't open themselves up to Satan. Yes, and in, and in fact, Paul, the de- the devil targets when a demon sees, for example, an unbaptized uh, human being and a baptized human being. The demon more gravitates towards the baptized human being because they have the indelible mark. They belong to Christ. They were purchased by Christ. And so it's a bigger victory for the kingdom of darkness to inhabit, to possess, to oppress, to obsess a human person with the indelible mark of baptism. It's a it's a way bigger a trophy for the kingdom of darkness than than to possess or, or diabolically afflict just an unbaptized person who's just an, essentially a pagan. That's, that's, that's a soft target. They want to go after people like these gang members who are once upon a time baptized by their mom, with mom and dad took them to the church to get baptized. To take these guys and make them sons of Satan, that's a huge victory. I'm telling well, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because what it, what it communicates is that we're more powerful yeah. than you. Lord, yes. you know what I'm saying? We can, yes. we can, we can take a person who you have your mark on, and we can, yes. uh, you know, bring them over to the dark side, and essentially, you know, uh, and as a matter of fact, convince them to willingly participate in these evil deeds. Yeah, that's just, that's, that's correct. Paul, and, and you know what, the this new president, he knows that with these these uh, MS-13 and 18th Street gang members, what they need, uh, they don't need, uh, you know, more social justice uh, programs, and re- they, what they need is prison. And I'll tell yes. you something interesting, Pr- the word prison, it, it actually, the actual word is penitentiary. Most people don't realize that that's a Catholic word. Penitentiary... It comes from the Latin penitence and penitence where we get the word penitentiary. This was in, in, in medieval Catholicism, penitentiaries were places that were used to isolate criminals, to punish criminals, and also to reform criminals by doing penance. Ergo, that's where we get the word penitentiary. It comes from the, the cognate word penance. It was a place where prisoners were sent to be punished, reformed, and to do penance. In fact, the Catholic Church back in the Middle Ages had pri- also operated prisons in in uh, in uh, in Vatican City as well. 
It was penitentiaries were meant to be houses of correction. And so this is exactly what these uh, these MS-13 and 18th Street people need. They need uh, they need a, a come to Jesus moment and it can happen. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. There is a story after story with Catholics and Protestants that have lived wretched lives. They get locked up in prison and all of a sudden they have a metanoia. They have an interior mm-hmm. conversion. They have an illumination of conscience. They have a prick of conscience and they have an, a, an encounter with Christ. And, and so this is probably the only way, Paul, 64,000 of these MS-13 me- gang members isolating them and putting them in a single man cell so they can just reflect on their, yeah. their wretched life. This is the only way they they may ever come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're not all in single man cells, but I, I couldn't agree with you more, Jess, that, uh, uh, you know, I know firsthand the power of conversion and that uh, so-called jailhouse conversions. Well, there are some that are 100 percent legitimate yep. and uh, because uh, as a matter of fact, I'm sure you heard that a lo- uh, there were some of these inmates who were saying, we're wanted for murder in the United States. Please, please deport us to the U.S. so that we can face our charges. We are wanted fugitives. They want out, Jess. Uh, and it's because they're now having to reckon with their new reality. And uh, you know what? This is just their new reality is a prelude of things to come. If they think the prison in El Salvador is bad, just wait until they get to hell. So this president, and he's not even a, a, a Catholic as far as I know, but this pre- this president is actually, uh, uh, it's, it's a very merciful thing that he's doing by incarcerating them and giving them a reality check. Because as you always say, Jess, Everybody's going to have an exit interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Paul. Um, <clears throat> I don't feel I don't feel sorry for these gang members from MS13 or 18th Street. The 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 hell that they've wreaked upon El Salvador. The, these mm-hmm. these two gang members, they're modern day urban terrorists who have turned their back on Christ, and they've now chosen to serve Satan. You know that loser uh, by by. Uh, Turn that, that that country upside down. What this yeah. president is doing, Bukele, he's he's doing precisely what we need to do in this country. He's imposing, enforcing the rule of law. And when yes. you enforce the rule of law, what do you get? You get law and order. That's yes. what he's doing. And that's what yes. Biden needs to do, by the way. Yes. And by the way, we in the Catholic Church, you know, we understand that, uh, yes, God can forgive each and every one of them, and he desires to do so. But at the same time, it's time for them to do penance, Jess. <laughs> yeah. To do and you, penance. Yes, amen. And you know what? Can can you believe this? This is unheard of. From March 2023, 2022, to March 2023, guess what? Zero homicides in El Salvador. Yeah. Zero yeah. homicides. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't even f- wrap my mind around the fact that a country without a murder in twelve months—what planet yeah. are we living in? Are we well, living in heaven here? That, yeah, that's well, that just, only will happen in heaven. Yeah, and and, and 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 there again, it just shows goes to show you this society that we live in here, and you know, and 
you know, with all the liberties that we enjoy, you know, when you conduct yourself in a criminal way, particularly, uh, uh, I think he declared them as terrorists. Yeah. Well, you, he's recognizing that this is war. And, and in war, you suspend all normal operations. And there's no, you know, this idea that, oh, uh, you have certain rights that you can hide behind. No, that's all suspended. Just like a you know, we understand martial law and things like that, where things aren't done in the normal way. And I, I applaud this guy for just having the courage and the, uh, you know, to do what needs to be done. <clears throat> yeah, Paul, I'll tell you what, I have zero pity for these uh, MS-13 and 18th Street gang members. I mean, for example, you have a lot of American veterans who have been prisoners of war in other countries, and they've been treated horribly in third world countries, they're not criminals. They were captured during war. I feel I feel pity and compassion for POWs. I don't feel compassion for these guys from MS-13 or 18th Street. They're getting, they're getting their just desserts. We'll be right back. Yeah. Jesus 911, stick around, don't go anywhere. Now. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, two-man car. We're talking about the greatest president probably in the world, President <laughs> Nayib Bukele. Uh, not only has he cleaned up El Salvador from, its, from the urban terrorist, I'm also reading that he's got these record high economic achievements. Uh, so this guy is just uh, firing on all cylinders. And this is a man that understands law and order. He understands mm -hmm. the rule of law. <clears throat> and as a result uh, of what he's doing, I think Salvador is going to be, it, it's, it's going to be the, uh, the gold standard on how to run a country. This guy is laying down the markers on how to run a country. And the, and uh, El Salvador is going to be a country that's going to basically be, uh, it, it, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the, 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 the standard. This yeah. is how you run a country. This is how yeah. you bring law and order back to a nation. Yeah, just no safe harbor for criminals. Bottom line. When you choose to prey on innocent people, uh, uh, you know, uh, especially in an organized way in a gang, then uh, as far as I'm concerned, you got nothing coming. All your rights should be suspended. And the police, you know, and, and that's a problem in our country, Jess. Our law enforcement officers, these liberals and these left wing people have tied their hands. It, yep. You know, as well as I know, when we first got on the sheriff's department, you already know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the sheriff's deputies commanded a lot more respect than they get today. Why? Oh, because they because we were free to deal with uh, the criminal element uh, in a way that they could understand. And that's the way I'll put it uh, politically correct in a way that they could understand. Now, and that's not to say that, you know, we went overboard or anything because, you know, when that happens, then you got to be pulled back. But right. if people are doing evil and, and, and they know 
that, you know, for every action, there's a reaction. And that reaction is going to be swift and effective. Then uh, uh, it was a different world back then um, as far as, uh, you know, you didn't have this, uh, the so many attacks on law enforcement officers, as you know, or hits put out on deputies and so forth. Why? Because they know our hands are tied. That's right. I'm looking at these pictures, <clears throat> these gang members being locked down in a mega prison. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, You could just see that this uh, president from El Salvador, he's not, he's not a defund the police type president. You can see, <laughs> yeah, you can see that he believes in law and order. <clears throat> and, I'll, and this guy built a prison for all these gang members. And trust me, the prison that he's built... It's not going to have a weight room. It's not going to have pull-up and dip bars. It's not going to have a boxing ring. It's not going to have punching bags, a football field nope. with a track. It's not going to nope. have pornography on TV. You have seen nope. fights on the street. It's going to have underwear. It's going to have underwear because that's all they get is their underwear. <laughs> and they walk. that's all they walk around in the prison. They're underwear. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's, it's not going to have any prison canteens to go buy cigarettes and candy and soda or other items. They're not yeah. going to have trailers with conjugal visits with their wives. Yeah, or prisons. prostitutes. Down, down there, they actually had prostitute jails. I'm not kidding you. Uh, prior to this. Paul, our prisons are a, in California, let's say California, are a joke compared yes. to this prison in El Salvador. Yeah. This is why these oh, MS-13 yeah, MS and 18 degree gang members are begging to get... Yeah. Uh, to get extradited to the U.S. and they're copying out to murder crimes yeah. out here because they want to come over here. Yes, they are continuing when they're incarcerated to conduct their criminal activity, not only within the walls of incarceration, but also out in the community. You know what the mop, uh, uh, Lame and everything else does within the jails? Yes, yeah. yeah, so I'll just tell you that, um, you know, the left, uh, you know, uh, law enforcement uh, in, in our uh, country we received a lot of military surplus equipment and stuff, stuff that was just sitting around collecting dust. And they were like, well, hey, we'll just donate this stuff to uh, the local law enforcement, stuff that was used. And what does the left say? Oh, no, you can't have that. You guys look too militaristic. You, uh, you know, you guys are, you know, uh, you know, they want us to look soft and, 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 and kind. Uh, out in the community. These guys here, I'm looking at this picture with these uh, El Salvadorian uh, uh, police, and they they look like a force to be reckoned with. They look ready. They look like they would invoke fear in these people who, who choose to prey on innocent people in society. They look like Terminators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. You know, Paul, I, I hope that all these, uh, you know, I don't know how many thousands of prisoners that they've arrested. Uh, it's over 70,000. I hope all these 70,000 prisoners from MS-13 and 18th Street, I hope when they're locked up, <clears throat> I hope they read uh, the great St. Paul. He wrote mm. 13 epistles. Five of them he wrote while in prison. I would, I would hope and pray that every single prisoner, at the very least, gets the five prison epistles from St. Paul, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon, and 2 Timothy. And uh, it could remind them that you can be in prison in, in, in horrible circumstances, and there is hope, and the hope is Jesus. Hey, and, uh, brother, yeah. I, I, got, I got an idea. Why don't we write the president and, and volunteer to go down there and, and take the gospel Ooh. to these guys? Huh? 
I'll and, go with you. And no, when I no, talk, you can oh, you can uh, you can do the translating. <laughs> that, that would be good. And, and now let me talk about a positive side here, where there's redemption for these gang members. One of the things that here's some of the positive traits that I've seen in gang members all my life because I've grown up around them all my life and dealt with them. They're in my family, in my neighborhood, all my life. So. Uh, I, I'm an expert in gangs just by the mere fact that I've grown up around Mexican gangs all my life. And again, a lot of them are in my family and both sides, my wife's side, my, my side. But here's some of the po- positive traits of gang members that can be properly channeled and make them good Catholic Christian soldiers of Christ. There's about six things that I notice about them that are very good. Number one, they have a sense of loyalty to each other. That's a good Catholic trait, loyalty. Imagine you bring them into the church and make them loyal to each one of us. Second thing about these gang members is they have this uniformity in dress, uniformity in mission and purpose. Well, that would be very Catholic. Can you imagine them dressing up to the nines every Sunday at a Latin mass and uh, having the same mission and purpose as the church, which is the salvation of souls? The third thing about gang members that I've noticed that's laudable, it's praiseworthy, is they have a lifelong commitment to the gang. Can you imagine if we get these gang members to be followers of Christ and they have a lifelong commitment to Jesus? Here's the fourth thing. Gang members like to proselytize. That means they like to actively recruit. Imagine if we brought them into the fullness of truth, they could evangelize and actively recruit people into the Catholic Church. Here's point number five. Uh, Gang members, these gang members in 18th Street, MS-13, they hang around with each other. They become gang members because there's a security that's provided by the gang. Can you imagine? There's no greater security than being part of the mystical body of Christ uh, under the shadow of the wings of the cross and being fed by the bread of life, Jesus Christ. And finally, the the the, the sixth thing I see about these gang members, which to me is it's praiseworthy, it's laudable, is uh, there's there there's a love for each other albeit it's a disordered love that exists amongst the gangs, but imagine to bring them into the Catholic Church and purify that disordered love and make that love into agape love, self-sacrificing love for Jesus Christ, Holy Mother Church, and each other. Can you imagine, Paul, how we could turn turn this church around? Yeah. Yes, I could definitely imagine, Jess. That would be be wonderful. Here's something else that... One thing about gang members, both of us have noticed, Paul, as retired deputy, retired from the sheriff's department, which is L.A. County. It's just it's it's a it's a it's a gangland. <laughs> I mean, every all the all the 22 substations, the courthouses, the the county jails, gang members like to live their life on the edge, <clears throat> which means they live a dangerous life and they take unnecessary risks. And especially the young gang members, they have a sense of immortality that they're never going to die. And and the reason is, it's because they've never been evangelized. They've never been introduced to the person of Jesus Christ. They've never been, they've never been catechized. And their conscience is not properly formed. So they're truly ignorant about the reality of death, judgment, heaven, and hell, the four last things that we will all face one at a time. All of us are going to an exit interview. And a lot of these gang members, it's never been clearly explained to them. Comment, Paul? <clears throat> Paul, here's also something else uh, which which answers, okay, I'll tell you why 
the gang members also embrace the criminal lifestyle. What's critical is to teach the gang member how to enter into a relationship with Almighty God through prayer and the sacraments in the Catholic Church, which is the one true church established by Jesus Christ. Gang, a gang member's predatory animal-like behavior comes in part because he has no prayer life and without an, in, an interiority, without internal order through a life of faith and prayer, the gang member will manifest external order that is a life of lawlessness and sin. Yeah. Yeah, One and one of the reasons why gang members, again, they live such reckless lives, they don't have a prayer life. And St. Teresa of Avila, one of the great doctors of the church, said, uh, he who practices mental prayer has traveled half the journey towards heaven. However, he who does not practice at least 15 minutes of mental prayer a day is an animal. That's St. Teresa of Avila, doctor of the church. And so a lot of these gang members, they have no interior life. They have no spiritual life. And as, as yeah. Dr. Scott Hahn says, Dr. Scott Hahn says in his Bible study on the book of Revelation, verse by verse, he says, without prayer, man becomes a beast. Mm, that's it. Because we were created by God in or, for worship, Jess, for yes, the very yes. purpose of worship. And that's and right so in the catechism. You, it says yeah. it right in the catechism. We were created for worship with, with our creator. And if you don't ever enter into that into that worship with God, you'll become a beast, as Scott, Dr. Scott Hahn says, or you'll become an animal, as St. Teresa of Avila says. Up next, we're going to talk about why are Latinos leaving the church? We got something to say. Stick around. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol Jesus 911 two-man car. American Latinos are abandoning the Catholic faith at an alarming rate, according to a new study. In 12 years, the number of Hispanics identifying as Catholic has dropped 24. 24 percentage points going from 67% in 2010 to 43% in 2022. Likewise, Hispanics who are now religiously unaffiliated total a full 30% up from just 10% in 2010. In some, it was roughly the past decade wherein Hispanic Catholics in America went from about 7 in 10 to 4 in 10, while those who claim no religious affiliation has tripled. And the study reveals the striking reality that for every 23 Latinos who have left the Catholic Church, only one is converted to Catholicism. Mm. These alarming numbers put a serious dent in Catholicism at large, as the study makes abundantly clear, quote, Catholicism has seen the greatest losses due to religious switching amongst Hispanics, most of these Hispanics, 65% were raised Catholic, but many switch away from their childhood religion, the study noted. Paul, comments? Yeah, there used to be a saying uh, within Protestant, Protestantism, Jess, and it goes like this. You can't steal a well-fed sheep, mm. <laughs> you know? So in other words, if, a, if somebody's that. leaving this church and going to that church, 
it's because they're not getting something from that uh, the, the original church. And it's not by lack of anything that God has provided. Dr. Taylor Marshall, and, and, and as you know, many others have talked about the great infiltration uh, of the Catholic Church. And uh, the Catholic Church has been infiltrated. There are a bunch of hirelings that no longer teach the faith. And that translates down, particularly in Latino families, as you know, uh, as, 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 as the church teaches that the, the family is the domestic church. And so what's going on with Latino families? Well, uh, we, you just talked about it with uh, many of them turning to gangs and other things. That's, that's my take on that. You know why, And I'll tell you why a lot of them are turning to gangs, because they're looking for structure. They're looking for fellowship. They're yep. looking for to be part of something bigger than themselves. Yes. Uh, they, 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 they're looking for brotherhood. Yes. Uh, I, I dare say they're even looking for liturgy because they do a lot of the things every single day the same way. There's kind of a liturgical structure to gang members. They do things the same. It's rote, uh, but it yeah. works. So they, why change it? The way they commit yeah. crimes, the way they, you know, uh, whatever they do, their nefarious deeds, it's it's liturgical, it's rote, it's 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 yes. it's done the same the yes. same way every single time. Yeah, here's what another are, saying. Yeah, yes, yeah. Those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Okay, and so that's the other thing that's been eroded within our church. We have a bunch of clerics out there who have basically said, well, you know, you really don't have to. You know, the Catholic Church is basically a way. I mean, it's probably the best way. They'll even give it that, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, but, you know, you know, there's Islam and there's other, there's other uh, factions out there and religions that, you know, they can find God in their own way. So, no, you know, we need to stand for something. We need to hold, go back to what the church has always said. Outside of the Catholic faith, there is no salvation. Uh, the truths, uh, the church that Jesus Christ established is the Catholic church. All the graces have been poured out and are poured out through the sacramental life of the church, period. And that needs to be taught, uh, you know, unashamedly. I'll tell you one reason on a societal level why so many Catholics leave the church on a societal level. Here's what happens. <clears throat> Hispanics come from south of the border, from whatever country in South America or Latin America. And uh, they're saying, I'm, I finally got here to the, to, to the El Norte, to America. This is the American dream. So mom and dad are both working, uh, you know, 10 hours a day. The kids become latchkey kids. They go to the government schools. We call them public schools. In the public schools, unbeknownst to mom and dad, who are Hispanics, who don't, don't even speak a lick of English, their kids, every single day, the education, the Marxist education, is meant to dismantle a person of faith. And so these young Hispanics, they have, they're not intellectually, or, or you know, they, they don't have uh, just even... Uh, the experience, experientially, yes. they don't have the huspa to be able to... The knowledge, even. 
yeah. yeah, especially the knowledge. They, yeah. they, they they can't refute any of the of, of the propaganda that they hear from these teachers and professors yes. in public school. So by the time they're out of high school or they're graduating from college, I've seen it hundreds of times amongst my family members. They look at their mom and dad with contempt. Mom and dad says, let's let's go to mass and thank the Lord that you got a college degree from UCLA. Let's thank the Lord by going to mass together. And the kid looks at mom and dad and this has happened within my families. <laughs> they look at mom and dad like, are you crazy? Go to mass for what? I believe in science, mom. Not yeah. That stuff is foolish. I've seen that dozens and dozens. and do- yeah. so What I'm saying is our schools are seminaries of, uh, 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 yeah, basically seminaries to create atheists. That's what they are. Well, yeah. You're you're one hundred percent correct. You know, uh, uh, the communists. You know, one of their goals back in the early '60s was to take over the educational institutions of America, and we can see that just by our Catholic universities. Uh, you know, uh, many of them have gone completely liberal. Many of them are teaching things counter to the faith, and so our faith is being assailed. Uh, these young let you know uh, Latinos that come in from every single uh, uh, you know aspect of society, their faith is being undermined. And so uh, again, uh, this is what happens when we uh, when we send our children to go get educated, and we don't uh, make sure that our kids are being catechized. They're not being taught the faith at home because if you don't, as parents, uh, teach them. Um, uh, then the liberals will get their their message across. And I'll tell you, the people that are doing the, a bang-up job right now, it's probably the safest thing to do right now if you're a young family with all mm-hmm. the difficulties involved is to homeschool your kids. Yep. Because And, and, and it, is, it doesn't mean that 100% of them are going to you know, buy into no. the Catholic faith. No. Uh, no. But, but it's, it, the, the percentage is a little higher. You can see, I, I read a study that said homeschooling kids uh, that are taught about Christ, whether Catholics or Protestants, 94% of them will believe in Jesus Christ for the rest of their life. I read another study. It said uh, Catholics or Protestants that go go to public school, only 25% will believe in Jesus Christ for the rest of their life. So there's Uh a huge disparity. And, and, uh, And so I'm not saying that homeschooling is a silver bullet for everybody. But I'm saying that it does afford a little bit more. You you, you buy more time, so to speak. Well, uh, well, not only that, not only that, Jess, uh, and it doesn't guarantee that they're going to live a uh, pious life. But uh, but but here's the thing: like you said, that seed is planted, and sacred scripture tells us, "Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart yes. from it." So the thing is, is he will. You know, even if that faith is in, is is the, the size of a mustard seed in them, it will be there. And uh, it, what it what, what it will do, it will no matter what that person is doing, no matter what God allows in that person's life, uh, you know, that constant message that they know to be the truth will be there, reminding them. They'll know why. Their own conscience will accuse them because they have no heard the truth. That's right. Amen. And I, I, here's three reasons that I've seen from Scripture that white people say they don't believe in God. Number one, 
it's usually ignorance and it's a lot of it's self-imposed ignorance like saint paul argues in romans chapter 1 verse 18 to 32 the self-imposed ignorance second reason why people say they don't believe in god in our society is pride pride that's found in john chapter 5 verses 40 to 44 the third reason people will say i don't believe in god is because they have a moral problem that they don't want to rectify that's found in john chapter 3 verse 19 and 20 so these are the three main reasons why Americans will say, I don't believe in God. Number one, it's either ignorance, number one, and most of the time it's self-imposed ignorance. Number two, mm-hmm. it's pride. Or number three, there's a moral issue involved that they do not want to rectify. In other words, they love their sin. And so, uh, yeah, Paul, uh, final comments? Yeah, and I can, you know, there's also another one that I've seen, and a lot of people believe a lie you know what i mean and that's another reason why they don't repent they've actually uh believed just this this lie that's being you know uh put forth out there whatever that lie is and you know uh, so for them uh you know that void uh of faith and belief is filled with a lie you know you're right uh because uh, actually that's what saint paul said to the thessalonians <laughs> Uh, that yeah, there are there are people that just believe a lie. You're right. Then they just uh, they have this uh, in their mind. They have this mental roadblock for the gospel, and they're going to embrace anything other than the gospel, even if it's a lie. And that's why Scripture says, for this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that mm-hmm. they will believe the lie. Preach it, brother. Yep. That's it. What you've been listening to? Jesus nine one one two man car. Jess Romero, Paul Clay, uh, hopefully, you know, may God give long life to President uh, Bukele, uh, Nihab Bukele, long life. And may he raise up thousands of President Nayib Bukele's all over the country. And uh, we also pray that uh, there's a restoration of Holy Mother Church, restoration of the purity of doctrine, the perennial teachings of the Catholic Church, so that we may become uh, truly that, 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 uh, that evangelization machine that we were called to be in the Catholic Church. That's a wrap. Amen. Up next, Gary Machuda, hands-on apologetics, coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. As for me and Paul, we are EOW, end of watch. We are out. But remember, as the Bible says, okay, God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Make sure that prayer is on your lips throughout the day. See you next time. God bless you.